Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. I think we're good. Uh, yeah, those, um, yeah, they were kind of rough. Um, well, we're not winning more than we lost. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It was a bit of a miracle. It just really annoys me um, that anyone just doesn't know how to play specific healers. I just wish everyone knew how to play what was what was needed at the time because that's what Overwatch is. You know, there were so many chances where I was literally like, like, oh, an Anna would be great here. And I think it was Caden and um, Jamie on on Healer. And they were both just like, I, I can't, I can't play Anna. Sorry. I'm just going to stay with yeah, Zen. I, I don't do I'm that. I'm going to stay with I don't play Anna. Um, whoever else it was. I think it was Zen Kiriko. And it just wasn't working. And it was just like, oh, great, yeah. I, guess, I guess we'll just carry on smacking our head against the wall. I guess. <laughs> That's that's cool too, I suppose. Yeah. So what what do you mean? What do you mean you don't know how to play? So you're just not going to do it. Yeah, that's it. Mike was and if I just run. keep saying that, then I never do it. Yeah. I also think he was as well. Like he was like, oh yeah, they're flying fairer, so I'm going to play Anna. I was like, okay, maybe if you're a really good Anna, but <laughs> you 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 told me you're six spears in and you can't shoot straight. So I don't know, like yeah. maybe. Like factor that into the equation somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And his his numbers, man. Like the end of a game to be like four. So scary. Home, it's just like I don't even know how you, because like it's not even like the four k damage he was doing was like exceptionally a lot for Anna. Because like, I could end a game with four k damage. What's worrying is he's he's got four k damage and four k healing. It's just like you're. Just, yeah. Are you just spending a lot of your time not shooting enemies or not shooting teammates? Because like I can end a game with four k damage and thirteen k healing. So it's just like I'm yeah. always shooting something. He's either just missing a lot or he's just spending a lot of the game just not shooting or not using <laughs> abilities. I know shooting people in the toes with his syringes. It's good yeah. stuff. It's really helpful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, I it's the plight, dear listener. Yeah, it's the plight, dear listener, of playing, you know, with your friends who are who are worse than you yeah. <laughs> in these competitive multiplayer games. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's rough. Uh, and yeah, at, at that point in the night, that's when I was just like, I made it out that I just wanted to climb on healer. And that's what I was like, but I just, I know, I knew I just needed to be the anchor healer. So I was like, I'm just going to queue healer the rest of the night. Um, and I was yeah, like, I'm I was, just going to rank glad up you did. my healer, but realistically, I was happy playing all all roles. Um, but I was just like, I, I have to, I, I can't have Jamie Mike on healer again. It, it's <laughs> no, I can't. It, it's the it's so worst thing. When I see it happen, I'm literally like, oh, we've lost. <laughs> like, I've sick to my stomach. Yeah, <laughs> this is just an L. Like, it, there's just no question. About it. This is an L. 
I think I truly think you can judge someone's moral fiber by how well they play healers. I think it says a lot about a person. If they don't do it at all, you're a terrible person. Like if you if you do it reluctantly and then just play it like a like you know like you're a damage dealer, and this applies for any game. I think you're also to arguably maybe a more terrible person because at least you're not being consistent with your values. You know, sort of trying to masquerade, sort of trying to pretend. You know, virtue yeah. signal that you're a healer. You're not. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, it's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah, it's it's true. It's it's rough. It's rough out here, but. We ended up winning more than we lost last night, which was a miracle. But I think it was um, just, you know, the few of us, me, you, and um, Caden, were just playing quite well last night, I think. Yeah, we were. um, were. And like Caden's ball is good, but uh, he's he's, he's handy. Um, But like sometimes it just just leaves the team stranded and he's not really a competitor. That's what he does, yeah. It's just like you're not you're not killing anyone either, and then we're dying. So it's just like you're not really accomplishing anything. But I think for the most part, it's pretty yeah. good. Like I only see that happen sometimes. Um, yeah. No, no. I think he did quite well. Uh, it's quite well. Actually, I have, I have interest. Sorry, I know we're going into like ranked, like competitive Overwatch feedback. But that's fine. I'll turn to a timestamp, and you can you can skip or yeah. go and have a piss now or something. Well, this is basically uh, what we we'll we'll playing this week yeah. anyway. So this could just be our yeah. Champion, so. And we literally, we literally open the call, click record, and start talking. Do you know what I mean? So this is this yeah. is a catch up. This is what we do, all right? <laughs> this is what you're here for. Yeah. Um, did you feel the same way when I was playing Doomfist? Because I've started playing Doomfist more recently, and I was like, um, I was like, was it? Did you feel abandoned? <laughs> no, not not particularly. Um, but there were some points where I was like. And, and I just said it. I was like, Doomfist just isn't the play here. Like, you just got to come up him. Uh, which is fine. I'm always yeah. happy for someone to click on, <laughs> on Doomfist and give it a go. I'm always happy for someone to click on Hanzo and give it a go. The important thing is to not waste time. If it's not working, you got to understand that. And you got to listen to your teammates and you got to come off it. Like, I think I played Hanzo mm. for one life um, last night. I was literally like, I'm going to give him one go. I played him for yeah. one life. I headshot mm-hmm. Torb twice. Apparently Torb didn't die to headshot <laughs> arrows. Um, oh yeah, we learned that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah uh, I built an ult really quickly. I fired it and I was like, this isn't working. Died once with him and came off him. You know, I maybe was on him for like a minute, a minute and a half. And I managed to build up an ult, use it and realize it wasn't working. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just not wasting time. Uh, but no, there, there, there weren't times. You, you always tended to fly back with Doomfist. There are a few times you got caught out. And even you were like, what am I doing here? And then she just died. Um, I said it out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I'm so deep. <laughs> but for the most part, it was it was pretty good. And I quite enjoy your Doomfist. You got, it's not a bad Doomfist. So it's quite fun. Um, yeah, cool. Um, that's great. I mean, we'll, we'll resume this conversation later, hopefully. Um, when, we catch, when we catch 10 more fat dubs, you know. Well, um, I need to play unranked for my weeklies now, which is really annoying. It's annoying, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's only one of the unranked. challenges. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. they should always give you the option for still unranked or ranked, like always. Because if you're just vibing in a playlist and all you want to do is climb a ladder, I don't think you should be penalised for that. Or like when you're no. trying to climb the bat, the uh, the battle pass, it's a bit annoying. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, their challenge system is it's got a lot better, but it still needs some work. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, all right, shall we jingle in then? Get yeah. the show on the road. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I don't even have the um, notes up. All right, it's jingling. You can go ahead. Fantastic. Hi, everyone. 
Welcome to the 91st episode of the Quick Resume Podcast. Thanks for coming. Uh, my name is, is Deck. That's Tim right over there. Hello, everyone. And um, we've got uh, we've got things to speak about, would you believe it? You come to a podcast and expect to, uh, to hear people speaking about things? That's pretty wild. Uh, although, actually, it wasn't that much of a busy week, to be honest with you. Um, apart from the obvious, um, with Starfield, you know, a little bit of ABK drama every week. Mm. <laughs> hey, another you know, another sort of gash in my wrist, you know. Um, uh, uh, that's kind of it, to be honest. You know, a couple of things here and there. So, you know, we can be loosey goosey. We can be improvisational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. I can see you. Number um, one well, note here is make sure deck is wired. Are you wired <laughs> or on? <laughs> Thanks, man. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> Just turn around and yank the fucking so that could be, thing back in my head. <laughs> that could be interpreted in many different ways. Make sure the yes, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You take your drugs before the These show. Just been... You buzzing? Yeah. These are just ninety-one episodes uh, gathering information on you. You know, it's okay. like. Uh... <laughs> what's that? What's it fucking called? What's the uh, movie with um, Jim Carrey? Truman What's it show? called? Where yeah, nobody else is real. Yeah, that's it, Truman Show. That's what I say. It's a Timmy show. <laughs> the Timmy show. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah. Did you? Did you ever? Um. I, no, no. Did you ever like get? I I had like a real existential crisis when I was younger. I don't know, maybe like eight or nine. That like nobody else was real. Like everything else is fake apart from me. Did you have uh, any crises like that? No. There are moments I do feel like I, there's like a glitch in the matrix though. I was driving to work the other day and I I could have sworn I overtook the same lorry three times. <laughs> like on the bounce. It was like a massive lorry, bright yellow. It was called like Bishop's Move or something. And I even took note of the license plate. I was like, that like ends in like a like a, a D that license plate yeah. and then 10 minutes later and it's a lorry so I'm going way faster than it I'm, I'm going like 80, 90 this thing's chilling at like 60 in the slow lane I overtook it and I was like that's yeah. weird saw it again I was like that's really weird I was like is there just <laughs> multiple of them and I was like okay it ends in D and I overtook it for the third time and I was like that and the license plate ended in D and I was like is is this real <laughs> like am I what's going on here <laughs> It was really weird. I mean, if if you'd come to if you'd come to my Twitch chat, you'd have seen us all watching you, you know, from the lorries. Yeah, it's, that was my. I was streaming from inside the lorry. Yeah, you're, you're literally sitting there, like copy and paste it. You're like, we're gonna throw another lorry in now, guys. We're gonna see how he reacts to <laughs> <Yeah>. this one. <laughs> oh, he's bits of Oh, he's pinching himself with the car. Look at that. Yeah, yeah this is weird. That's a bead. That's a bead of sweat on his forehead. I think mm. we're really getting to him, boys. Now throw in the griffin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a griffin swoop down yeah. and pick up his car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he won't question anything. That's that's, that's an everyday occurrence, really. Yeah. Griffin on my way to work, man. Always makes me late. Yeah, <laughs> so annoying. Griffin ain't my homework. Uh, I knew there was a word for it. Yeah, sol- solipsism. Solipsism? Yeah. A philosophical idea that only one's mind is sure to exist. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't. It didn't feel like a philosophical idea. It felt like a invasive thought that really just <laughs> went too far when I was younger. Yeah, and I, I specifically remember my mum being like, "You, you don't think I'm real?" And she'd be like, "Do you want to? You think I'm like a robot? 
like, do you want to check my batteries? <laughs> and you'd be like, I, like, I don't think so. I just, I don't know. Yeah, you're like, mum, it's fine. Just let me stab you and then we'll know if you're real. <laughs> I was like, there. <laughs> Me, we honey. can figure this out. It's so simple. Yeah. Put the knife down. I need to know. <laughs> this is the only way. There's no possible alternative. <laughs> but none of this happened. This is all fake. Yeah. I don't need I don't need a psychiatrist or therapy. Okay. Um, all right, what have we been playing then? Tim, go on, kick us off. Uh, Overwatch 2. Grind out that mm-hmm. battle pass. By the way, double XP battle pass this weekend. Love it. Like, I went from bad. 18 to 40 last night. Mm-hmm. 18 to 40. I'm halfway through the battle pass now. Um, that's so, big. yeah, that's big. Uh, so, yeah, I've been playing that because I want to get it finished. And I've been playing a bit of Midnight Suns, not as much as I would have liked. Um, I'm kind of co op playing Hogwarts with Teddy at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. so, Lovely. Yeah, I've been there pretty much most of the journey. I know all the story beats and stuff like that. I mainly just do the spider missions um, because she can't stand spiders. Um, but you, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, forgive me for maybe knowing you too well, but th- that sounds a bit weird to me. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah, no, no. She's... So Tilly hates spiders more than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like to the point okay. where like one pops up on her screen, and there was a moment that she flinched so hard she actually just threw her PS5 controller and hit a cat in the head with it. <laughs> like, and she just freaks out. Yeah, like, she, she I'm sorry. Yeah, she just can't. That's do it. horrible. So like, and I don't really give a shit about spiders. Like in a game like that, I'm, I'm a wizard. I'm just like flinging them in the air and setting them on fire and being a shit at them. They're not really scary. Like it was scary in like Metro Exodus mm. because it was pitch black and all I had was a lighter to light the room and like no weapons and I was crawling and like three vents. bullets. <laughs> yeah, and I was crawling yeah. through vents and shit. So that was awful. Yeah, but it's, it depends yeah. on the context. Like I don't find them scary at all when when you're playing them in Hogwarts. Um, I kind of want to try that game again, man. Sorry, keep going. What Metro? Mm. Uh, yeah, it got yeah. a upgrade, didn't it? A free upgrade. It did. Yeah, yeah I, I played it for a bit, but I, I couldn't kind of get going. But it, it looks so good. Mate, that game is... I mean, I don't know how it looks now, but back when I played it, it's it's up there as one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, in, in, like, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it sticks in my memory when someone's like, graphical games, top three. Like, I'm um, Metro Exodus. Like, it's there. Yeah. Like, all the time. It's 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 phenomenal. It's, um, it's bonkers. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking insane. Although I did see Horizon Forbidden West. I've uh, played. And that also was looks bonkers, yeah. Fucking unreal. Like when you're like underwater in that game, like, it's just my jaw just hits the floor. Um <laughs> but yeah, uh it's a good game, man. You should play it. Um yeah, I was kind of bummed out I never actually finished it. Again, classic Tim. I got like maybe seventy five percent the way through it, like a really decent chunk, and then I just dropped it because something else came out. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a really good game. I I, I do recommend it. We're good? talking about spiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I thought you were going somewhere with it all. I I, I, just, I was just letting you have, you know, just no, give no, me no. the floor. I thought you like froze because okay. you like were. You were just <laughs> like. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, is, is his internet dropped out? What's going on here? It's me on my Zoom therapy calls. <laughs> like, open up. Just like... Oh, me. Me now. Uh... It's like, are you still there? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Spiders. <laughs> you were saying. Um, well, that's great. So Overwatch um, and a bit of Midnight Suns, a bit of yeah. Hogwarts Legacy. That's cool. And I also saw um, Monster Sanctuary on my phone this morning because I was looking for a touch game to play because oh, yeah. Tilly was just watching YouTube. Always like kind of neat. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's kind of Pokemon-esque um, in its own way. It's cool. It's, it seems pretty decent. I think, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to play it more, but it probably won't hold hold my interest with with everything coming out and i kind of just did it because i was bored um but yeah it looked pretty cool yeah yeah that's nice though i like that we can kind of do that you know that you can it reminds me of like the old days you know when smart iphones just became a thing and and smartphones are doing a thing and everything was like free unlike the stores and you Mm. just saw something cool and you downloaded and you just tried it and you just played it and you didn't commit to it for hours and hours and hours but you just played it for like maybe a few hours a couple of weeks or whatever and and that was it, and you had a cool experience with it, like a fucking mini gore. <laughs> yeah, mini gore, temple run, uh, doodle jump, all that kind of shit. Yeah, they're all free. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you just do that on your phone through cloud streaming. So yeah, that's cool. Because I've done that a few times as well. Where I've just booted up. I can't think of any on the spot. Monster Train is maybe a good example. I'm sure there's some other better examples. Because I actually played that for like a, maybe 10, 15 hours. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was it. It's nice. Um. Yep, I've been playing Overwatch as well. Um, and I guess a little bit of a recap, maybe, uh, you know, if the listeners haven't been playing Overwatch 2 or just heard about the outrage like near the beginning of launch or whatever. Um, it, it's done well at sort of picking things back up, I think, for the most part. Um, I don't think it's fully recovered. I think they struggled in that first season because obviously they delayed it and they delayed like a couple of patches. So meta got a bit stale. And mm. I still think they've kind of fucked up with some of the features they've decided to remove. And I think there's some that they're planning to bring back in, like the on fire thing. I think they're planning to bring back in, but it's just like, oh, such a step backwards. Like, I don't know why we had to get rid of that. And it's like account progression. That's the weird thing. Because when you they pop still say off, it. Yeah, yeah. When you pop off, the character's like, I'm on fire. It's like, well, th- it's here. You're just not giving me my little flaming logo, which was sick. Like, I really liked seeing that. Yeah. Because you could just be like, oh, you know, our Anna popped off in that fight. She was healing like crazy and she nanoed, you know, she's on fire, like for a reason. Whereas, like, yeah, I, I feel like especially for supports that, you know, sometimes their work goes unnoticed in like a team fight. That's and right. it's just like, and you yeah. know they've done a good job if you can see they're on fire. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then the things like account progression, like I'm still absolutely baffled that they had one of like my favorite account progressions across all multiplayer games. It was and cool, like, that gone now. Yeah. I thought, why? Yeah, there's been some very odd design choices in um in, in, in Overwatch 2. Um, I feel like a lot of live service games tend to forget about these these sort of things, which they might seem small in the scheme of things, but they, they do go a long way. Um, especially if they were in like the first edition of the game. That's well. what I mean. Yes, yeah, um, that's what makes it even weirder. Yeah, yeah, it's like they just cut, they just cut it out, or they just like forgot about it. it it's it's weird, but hopefully they will add it soon. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping so. Yeah, I, I'm not confident. I, I don't think they've actually said anything about account progression coming back. Um, there's just something about the on fire thing. I might be wrong. Someone can correct me if if they have. Um, but mm. yeah, just annoying. Because obviously the same things happening with Halo as well. Everybody's waiting for account progression to come through, and it's like, ugh, like 
I don't know how this wasn't there at launch. I, you know, I think a lot of a lot of the, a lot of publishers or whatever obviously prioritize the battle pass and feel like that's enough. And yeah. it's fine. Like for the most part, I still feel like I'm going up and you know, they're in Overwatch, they've got this kind of prestige battle pass. And so once you complete it at level 80, you've got another, you can go up to level 200 mm. um, where you just get titles, which is nice. I don't get me wrong. I'm glad that's that is cool. there because it does give you a sense of like long-term progression because most time you're not going to get to level 200. Yeah. But it, it I also want to, I want to have a badge that recognizes my overall playtime, you know? Mm. Um, Cause yeah. So, you know, whatever, because sometimes, I, and it's like, it's like different motivations. Like sometimes you just want to play and you don't have to worry about completing fucking challenges and mm. doing this and that you just want to play and, and you want that progress to kind of be recognized as well. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but I think they've done well overall recovering like the cadence considering I think they had a pretty rough launch and they've included mm. things like you get this kind of secondary auxiliary currency in the battle pass now it's, it's not the premium currency um, but this other currency where you can buy old stuff which I did the other day yeah. um, which I think it was like a fair compromise for now which is good and they're doing like regular updates now and, and um, they reduced the price you know, so- of those as well because I remember when they first came out they were extortionate yeah. like an old legendary was like three thousand of those coins where now i think they're like one eight hundred or something so like um, yeah yeah they, they they're making slowly but surely they're they're making the right steps um and they are getting yeah um yeah no it's good and yeah as always the the the, the battle pass all the battle passes have slapped so far they've all been very good um they've all been pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. um i, I still uh think they need to sort out the store it's crazy uh like had they learned their lesson at halo infinite for the most part the prices are like very reasonable now sometimes things come out and you can buy them for like 200 coins and you earn that premium currency in the battle pass now mm. um that's just the it's just uh, halo is just the only analog that's coming to mind but you, you know what i mean I, over, I haven't bought a single thing from the store since launch because everything is so stupid expensive yeah i don't think i have either yeah i i, I bought that one thing but it was with my cob points that i got for watching the league and just having it on in the background uh yeah i don't think i have um oh no no i got the uh lucio hermes um i did, oh, buy, did you? i did yeah, buy I'm that proud. for that i didn't purchased extra coins for that they were like left over from like overwatch one and i was just waiting for something cool to come in so like i didn't make a purchase to get it but i did technically spend my premium currency yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah overall there's still there's still nothing like overwatch on the market i don't think um no. so you know it, it, it's still good um and they're going in the right direction now but you know um if you've been waiting on the sidelines and maybe you played overwatch one you know I, i'd say it's in a good place now um you know a lot of the new characters are fun i think we're expecting a new support hero at the start of the new season which is in like what a month just under a month maybe three weeks mm-hmm. now um yeah you know hop back in and give it a go i think you'll probably find yourself enjoying it um it's not they... as bad as people make out I think they confirmed the next two heroes being added to the game of supports. So it's two supports in a row for the for the roster coming up. I think they um, did they did say something like that, didn't they? They said it's that's the ratio. It's going to be like two to one support to everything else. So yeah. for every three yeah. seasons, two will be support for for a while, which is good because <clears throat> yeah, they they need more support. Although I think they've done support probably the best. That that genre has done it. Like they've got a really good mix of making them fun to play while also yeah, still. I agree. Like I do think they've done that really well. That you just you just need that extra incentive because even if you do it well, people still don't want to play it. 
Um, but I, I mean, I don't get it because like I love playing support. Like I, I play it ninety percent of my Overwatch time, and like I don't get bored of it. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? I'm sorry to come back to this, guys. I know I know we're dragging on the Overwatch here, but like you know, I think this comes into like team games and social play. Like if you play with your friends, I'm sure this this will like resonate a little bit. But um, like one of our friends was saying, like he 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 was queuing uh, all roles, so you know you can get perks, tank damage support you know randomly whatever um and he was playing anna and anna's like a skill shot character if you don't know you like you you just shoot directly out of your sniper and you mm. heal your teammates if you hear them on, on impact you can also shoot enemies and do a little bit of damage fine and he said like <clears throat> it was getting boring um it's boring sh- what what was it he said? i can't remember his exact words it was like it, it's just it's boring, boring shooting enemies, and I was like, it's shooting. the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. You're yeah. shooting moving targets. It's mechanically exactly the same, and it's just so funny that 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 is how the gamer brain works. Like the perception of like, if I'm not doing damage numbers, it's yeah. boring. It's yeah. the same fucking mechanic. You're, you're doing the same thing. Like it's just so funny. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, um, and like <laughs> Anna is probably like, I think Anna is probably one of the funnest characters to play in the game. Period across all roles. Like, there is so much you can do with Anna. There is so much, like, outplay potential yeah. and so many cool yes. things. Like, like, across DPS, tank, and support, I think she's one of my favorite characters to play in the entire game. Yeah. Hard agree. No, she's yeah. awesome. She's great. Yeah. All right. We'll move on from Overwatch now. Um, thanks yeah. for sticking with us. Um, so uh, let's come in, then, um, to some of the smaller news stories for this week, um, the, the honorable mentions. First up... <clears throat> We had our Capcom show, and during the Capcom show, Exo Primal was announced as a day one Game Pass edition, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, do you remember Exo Primal? Are you are you familiar with what I I'm do? About? Yeah, it's kind of like a wave base, not wave base. It's kind of like a is it like Vermintide esque, like that <clears throat> sort of thing with dinosaurs? Is it, I, is it that? Or do is you know it... what? I don't. I I, I feel like it's a bit anthony, you know. Or is it like more like aliens, fire team, elite sort of thing? You load into a level, three of you, maybe hordes and shit. You got an objective, you complete it. You load into another level, but obviously you got skill. I I think it's more fire team elite, like that sort of vibe. I think mm. I think it's like hordes, like you have like tons of dinosaurs running at you, and you're like mowing them down and shit. I th- I think that's what it is. I'm not a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I got, uh, yeah, from from the looks of it, it looked kind of anthony. I don't know if it's open world or, or maybe it is levels, you know, um, but I think you're probably right. It does strike me as something where the, where it's like level based. Uh, what was the other one? The other fucking dinosaur one by Avalanche oh, that was kind of a yeah. bit mare when we played it in the in the preview. Um, primal? No, I can't remember. <clears throat> I but you're really we... quick. You're like really nippy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to put the trailer on in the background while we talk about it. Because, you know, I'm a good Yeah, producer. that sounds good. That's so good, man. I'm really proud of you. That's great. Um, um, but yeah, it looks interesting. I don't know if this is the sort of game that's going to hold my attention. Oh, yeah, dude, look at it. He's literally mowing down like a thousand dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's like horde based stuff, but it's like you, you, it's like, um, you know, you go in as a squad. Each of you have got a role, you know, tank dps yeah you know that that sort of shit um yeah yeah yeah. it looks like it could be a bit of fun and i think this is the perfect game to launch into games pass um because it's not 
really yeah. something I would ever spend money on. No offense to the devs, but the, this year is just stacked, and it's just not the sort of thing I'm going to spend sixty quid on. Um, but it's the sort of thing I'm going to probably play for a little bit if it does pop into Games Pass. Like, this looks alright, actually. It looks fun. This like, looks this looks better than really I thought. Cool. Than it looks before. Yeah. 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 It 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 looks like it could and, be a bit of fun. Um, four player. Call? And you know what? Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. And you know what, Capcom, Capcom have been on a roll for like the last five years. Yeah, they've been they've been cooking. Yeah. But this is such a weird premise for a game. Why are there portals in the sky? Why are dinosaurs falling out of those portals in the sky? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Why is like futuristic robot suits and shit? What time period are we in? Like, this is mental. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, just. But yeah, shit, man. You know, you you can't deny watching a trailer like this that it just looks fun. It looks like some mind melting fun. Um, you know, it's something I might hop on for like a week or something like that. Um, I'm not certain of the release period, but if this comes out, you know, between stuff and I haven't picked up anything, there's no reason why I'm not going to hop on this and have a good time. Um, for for a week or two. Uh, I also just saw there was a robot samurai glass, so I'm actually think I might really <laughs> That's good. I'm not even so, going to play on Game Pass. I'm I'm just going to buy it now. Just straight up buying it. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> no, I saw this popped up and I was kind of excited. Uh, and I think this is um, oh, it's right. like a revival of a. It, it used to be a um, a really popular game, didn't it? It was like, it's quite an old game now, and I think it's it's like a sequel or a revival of it, um, of quite a beloved franchise. No. no. Are you talking about Dino Crisis? I think I might be talking about Dino Crisis. Yeah. yeah. Ignore me. Although, so the producer, the producer of that series was involved in the development and production of Exo Primal. I just have that knowledge at the top of my head. I'm not, I'm not reading that from anywhere. Like I just know that. that. Yeah. Okay, seventeenth no, no, no. to the nineteenth um, of March is an open beta for anyone interested. Dang it! You know, I thought that was this was coming out in March, and that would be pretty perfect. But it's coming out in July, which makes this game doomed. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. they're thinking. Yeah, there's... that's a shame. Yeah. That's one month after Diablo. After okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like maybe they this 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 strikes me as the type of game where like if they get good progress they bring the game forward, like to a, like a week before Diablo. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. To try and get some uh, give it like an early engagement access release maybe as well. I mean, maybe we still give it a go. You know, I'm, I'm well, it's about five weeks after Diablo. You know, maybe maybe Diablo flops. You know, maybe uh, maybe we complete all the content in that time. Who knows? You know, you never know. Whatever. I think it's I think it's not for everyone. And you know, I'm, this is definitely one of those. Uh, one of those Game Pass games, <laughs> four-player co-op. Um, yeah, it's perfect. They love putting these in Game Pass Day One. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fabulous. Um, all right. Um, the second thing is that Rare. Well, so not only did they announce like their season nine and what's going on uh, with that, you know, their fifth fifth year anniversary. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Five years that game's been out on the seas. Mm-hmm. Um, they are making a documentary called Voyage of a Lifetime. Um, it's the second one now from Xbox. Um, the first one being the Psychonauts Odyssey, like it's a 28 episode um, <laughs> documentary from, from the uh, Psychonauts team, you know, over a double fine. Uh, I watched a couple actually. I quite like video game documentaries. They're so hot right now, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. yeah. It, and um, yeah, it's same thing. You can tell that there's Microsoft money that's gone into this one. 
It doesn't like the Psychonauts one was it's good and they filmed it in a really quite fun it's been edited together in a really funny way. It's kind of like the office, I don't know, oh, in okay. kind of its presentation a little bit. Um and but this one has got like Microsoft money in it, like it's very high production value. Um oh, okay. the Sea of Thieves one. Um and obviously with the life the the cycle that Sea of Thieves has had so far, I think there's really yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I, I hope they don't shy away from the, the like the criticism that the game got on day one, and like what the team were thinking in the lead up to launch. And no, they won't. You know, obviously that's, that's that's part of the rags to riches story, isn't it? You know, they'll definitely include all the negativity around release and the fact that they crunched down and got 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 the yeah. shit together and turned it around. I think it's, it's almost the entire point of the documentary, isn't it? That it it went from being a, a, a lackluster release to, you know, one of, one of the top sort of 20 games on Steam for five years running almost, you know. Um, very yeah, consistent right. spot near n- near the top. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think there's, there's definitely an interesting story to tell there. And I think, you know, w- with a lot of these service games, the ones that do swim rather than the sink i was, I was like that this is gonna be a really nice. good yeah, this is gonna be a really good pirate like fucking metaphor whatever um uh are the ones that like have an area of novelty and and sea of thieves is like definitely got that like there's nothing i don't think there's anything really like sea of thieves i mean like it, you know there are still parts of the game which are a real like not for everyone, and some which I would say are objectively weak. Like the gunplay is, uh, to me, and the melee combat is objectively weak. Um, mm. But the rest of it is, I, I can't fault really the rest of it. I think the exploration, the storytelling now, um, the quests, like the progression systems, they're all really, really good now. Um, mm. And obviously the naval combat remains really good, and this kind of, you know, facilitative approach towards co op is, is really good as well. Um, but there are some ones which I would say do a lot right but don't really have any novelty mm. like, it's just like another fucking looter game and it does it feels good it's great uh, you know shooting feels good but it doesn't it doesn't speak to anyone necessarily yeah. if you've seen what i'm saying um yeah. so has and like i a think charm to it, like a specific charm to it yeah yeah and and where, where i'm going with this is well you know i think that's part of part of that was driven by the business model that they made that they decided to go ahead with sea of thieves i mean that was one of the big criticisms levied against it for day one of obviously not enough content in the game you know it's still sitting at like 69 on metacritic i think <laughs> um you know and, and the, the big thing was like not enough content um but you know ultimately the the decision with that game was like we're going to like create a loosey goosey sandbox and then we're going to develop the roadmap with the community in mind like that's the whole thing and a lot of games say that but they don't really mean it do you know what i mean it's kind of like a loose commit commitment it's like oh we've added like a pint like a cactus to that room because players said they wanted more greenery in the map it's like it's not really like well well, it's not fucking substantial is it whereas like rare scrapped their whole plan and they were like okay we're gonna have AI controlled ships. That was like the big one because initially they said no, 
like seeing ships on the horizon is a pvp thing it creates tension and we feel like that's better and the community was very vocal about wanting ai ships as well and ultimately they made it work because they made skeleton ships which look very visually different so you can tell when there's a player versus a skeleton ship and you know mm -hmm. that's part of what makes i think this the idea of this documentary very interesting to me because they've pulled off that model i would say maybe more successfully than maybe anyone i mean maybe I'm thinking like the big boys, like maybe Fortnite, maybe. I mean, do they listen to the community or do they just do what the fuck they want? Because <laughs> they have such pulling power now. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I feel like Fortnite yeah. don't necessarily listen. Well, I think they do, probably. I'm not that in tune with it. But I think Fortnite, just they just have a lot. They just have a lot on their doorstep. They have everyone knocking on their door to get into their game. And, and they, they have... Um, what do they call it when you do something with another company? Collaboration. They have like collaborations just mm -hmm. like coming out of their arse so they can just pick whatever they want from yeah. like the most popular franchises. Um, so I feel like they just can do whatever. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. Sea of Thieves in, in, in terms of like actively listening to the community and, and making it work based on community feedback and genuinely adding that stuff to the game. Yeah, I think that it, they're kind of unparalleled. I think they've, they've probably done it one of the best. I think like Warframe did it quite well. I think Warframe took a bit, it was quite slow to get started okay. and, and then they, they listened to the community and added a lot of stuff and really pumped their game with the right stuff. I think that's another one. Um, but definitely I think Sea of Thieves is probably the best the best it's been done um, in terms of that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that'd be really interesting. Um, I uh, um... I may watch that at some point. Depends how long it is. Actually, I'll tell you what. Quick shout out to the. To the I don't know if you've seen this, Tim. The, the you know that they announced the Xbox anniversary thing that we watched back at like the end of 2020. It's about 20 years of Xbox, where it was. They released that Xbox show, like the documentary. Um, it was like eight episodes wrong, really tight and compact. Like I think it was 40 episodes, 40 minutes per episode. Um, I just it was a really good. Just if anybody hasn't watched that and you're an Xbox fan, like I would. Go go and watch it. Like it's not, not not so long, but it was just really good. Uh, like straight up, because it goes into like the history and the drama behind Microsoft inventing Xbox, and then uh, you know how that led into the 360, and oh yeah, obviously original Xbox One as well. But um, it was just like I said, game I documentaries are so hot right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's on YouTube. So okay, yeah. All right, final shout out then before we move on to some of the bigger stuff. Um, Lemsip, I mean, Lensip, I mean, Lemnisgate has shut down. Um, I'm legitimately bummed. I'm legitimately bummed about this. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure we spoke about this on the show when it, when it first launched. Because um, it was, a, I think it was maybe a Game Pass release. And man, what are your thoughts on, on, on that? You, you take the lead. Uh, yeah, I mean, my thoughts on this aren't really substantial uh i didn't really love this game as, as much as like i think you and a couple other of our friend group that were playing it i played it a couple of times it was a unique idea it was fun ultimately it was pretty jank though um but i do like what they were going for and i did have fun with the game so it doesn't like it's not ripping my heart out that it's shutting down but it is sad to see a you know a, a a very inventive project like this you know not really succeed um and yeah ultimately get shut down because it was a decent game like like genuinely um so it, yeah it's definitely sad to see but um yeah nothing too doesn't hurt me personally too much but yeah yeah i i guess i'm just like i i get upset by the you know 
the murder of creativity um creativity yeah that's right exactly um man maybe we should call that a podcast episode <laughs> the murder it's pretty creativity. dramatic isn't it yeah um that's what that's what uh that's going to be the name of the documentary after the activision blizzard yeah. uh, merger goes through <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like yeah uh, you know because there's been a long string now hasn't there you spoke about this a few weeks back loads of some other games as a service games have just like been wiped off the face of the earth um uh they had good ideas but like didn't quite get a perfect landing and as a result just died you know i you know i'm totally with you lemnis gate um the the reason why it was the biggest uh, difficulty with the game is that it, it felt like a bad console port. Um, mm. The aiming felt all over the place, but man, in concept, it was so cool. I like a game of chess, you know, for those who don't know, it was like you had, um, uh, it looks like a hero shooter on the front. Um, I think that there were just like six characters or something and you get to, you each have one round as each character um, and you can do you can pick them in any order you want, I believe. Um, but you will you you start the round and you're both on the clock as one character, so it's a one v one essentially. And then you that round will end. Uh, but the first your the replay will continue to play, so it's like a time manipulation sort of thing. So you play the second character, and your first character will still do the thing that you you sort of did in the first round, mm-hmm. and you play the second one, uh, and then you play the third, and then you've got the other two still doing your round. So by the end of it, you've got your you know five versions of your previous self doing what they did and five versions of the enemy doing what they did and um whoever had the most kills by the end of it or, or did objectives won and it was just it was just so unique there's just a layer of strategy there that I don't, i've never played before mm. um the closest thing i can think of was super time force that was on obviously it was a pvp game um but it's similar in mm. sort of concept one of those early xbox one indie games i think that was capybara studios um and yeah man the novelty was just it was so good uh there was a really killer idea there and you can play duos as well you can play two versus two which was really really cool mm-hmm. um yeah i just loved what it was going for and i'm just really sad because because when when i now start to think as well obviously we spoke about knockout city closed in i'm like for fuck's sake god i mean yeah like, obviously i was i weren't i wasn't maining these games but i really enjoyed them and i always liked the idea that i could come back to them at some point um because knockout city again super novel nothing like it dead now we can never play that game again. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely sad to see. Um, it, it just shows how like competitive um, the gaming industry is. Um, and if you don't lean towards like a specific type of thing, it's really hard to keep retention and to keep players coming back. <clears throat> but then equally, if you do that mainstream thing, it's so competitive to get inside it now as well. Like like Outriders is another perfect example of that um you know it it went for the mainstream it went to do things that were popular at the time but ultimately died out before anything else um so it's 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 a weird thing the the gaming market and the gaming industry um it's hard to be creative and succeed um i think especially as a live service i think you can be creative and succeed if you just got start finish game or like like we've seen so many roguelites like pop up just out of nowhere they're just extraordinary like you never would have thought you know games like hades or hollow knight would be as mainstream and as popular and peak peak at the forefront of video games would you 
um but they are and i think that's because they're not live service as well um i think it's it's especially live service things that struggle um even though lem lemsip wasn't live service but yeah the end of the story is yeah it's just it's it's hard to be creative and to keep it going um yeah which sucks. Mm. But I think to a degree, you know, multiplayer games do fall on that continuum, don't they? Because they require a higher level of commitment usually. Mm. And I think that's the problem. And that's not to like let's not oversell how safe, you know, single player games can be because it's harder to get people in the door. They use they're usually not free, you know, in yeah. the in the same way. I let Lemonist Game wasn't, but it was also on Game Pass, you know, I understand that. Um but you know, I think there there is risk to single player games as as well. Um, you know, I see, I see your point um, overall, though. And, um, you know, it does make me think that, you know, perhaps we are getting to that breaking point with games as a service, you know, um, where the pendulum is going to start to swing backwards now, where there's so much, you know, there's so much of the market is getting sucked up by the five or six biggest players in the market. Mm-hmm there's nothing left, you know, and there's no space to try and compete in these either, you know, four play co-op games or these live service games or, or, or even like multiplayer games, unless you're going really big and going for something, you know, perfect or have an established audience or IP. Um, you know, we, we might see the pendulum swing back in the other way, you know, in, in the way that things were back in like 2005, six, seven, but there were these bigger single player games coming out a, a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even you look at this year and I think, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm hesitant to put Hi-Fi Rush in this part, but I'm going to anyway. You know, Hi-Fi Rush, um, and then we've got like the Dead Space remake, Resident Evil 4 remake. You know, those are literally <laughs> two, like early 2000s games anyway, or even yeah. earlier, actually, in the case of uh, Resi 4. Uh, then yeah. we've got like Starfield, Spider-Man, Final Fantasy, you know. There's already, there's a lot of like big single-player games, you know, so I, I just think it's quite interesting that there is, that might happen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's better or worse, you know, because a lot of these games are big and expensive in a way that makes barrier to entry higher than free to play service games. So, mm. uh, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, no, I I do agree, um, and I definitely feel like gaming itself is starting to shift away from that as well, like away from live service stuff. I I, I do feel like. Um, there are a lot of games coming out now that do just want to tell a compelling story and tell it well, or do it from like a single player perspective um, and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely becoming more and more common. I mean, for, for for the last like four or five years, I think some of the biggest games just period have just been single player action adventure games on both fronts um, from, from like Xbox and, um, and uh, PlayStation. So um yeah, it's, it's it's hard to tell like whether we're shifting away from live service and that sort of stuff is starting to f- sort of fall out of fashion, um, which I think is probably a good thing to an extent. I think live service could use a little bit of a break, um, you know, and it it will encourage people, it will encourage developers and companies to actually put a bit more thought and a bit more effort into these games when they do release them. Because right now and for the last quite a while live service has just been you know people really do just pump stuff out very quickly there's been god there's been so many like shooter live service games and team shooters and stuff like that that just get pumped out and just die off quite quickly um you know another an example that pops my head immediately was that rogue company game 
that we played. Like, just think how oh, yeah. many things yeah. like 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 that come out, and then just they just don't survive. They just don't live. And I think it's because like people are just jumping on the bandwagon. And I think if you take a bit of a pause from that, um, you know, people will take more time and and, and effort, and these things will become more of a novelty. So um, that's right. Yeah, definitely. and. Like, you know, especially as you think that, especially if you think that for a while, for really the last 15 years, publishers have felt that like these multiplayer games were the safe option. They were the safe bet, you know, for, yeah. for, for money and engagement, you know, some microtransactions here and there maybe. Um, because, and, and that's not, again, and I'm not to downplay, there is immense risk with the, with the sort of um, games that like, Sony does lean into like these massive sing- like single player tentpole games. Those are risky because if they don't hit, like they have to sell millions and millions and oh, millions to, to make it back. A perfect example of this, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and arguably, I think that's why you can. You know, arguably, I think that's maybe why there's a stronger association, and it's why we see a lot of people clamoring for those sorts of games because you don't see those games flop as much because so much polish and f has to go into them because if they fail they really fail um you know barring like a subscription service edition or you know something like that um so yeah interesting times um we'll have to see oh that was what i was going to say to to close the conversation off the the the, what this is making me think of is that upcoming battle royale sort of shooter game um the 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 finals by like the x dice guys Mm. um and that's like you know, really bringing together a couple of genres in a way which is like quite unique. Um, you know, uh, and I like I've we said this on the show before, but like I'm really like all for devs just slamming genres together, <laughs> just trying mm. to make them work. Um, and I think the finals has some of that energy going on where it's like you know, evolution, battlefield destruction with a with a battle royale. Perfect, it looks great. Cool. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I've 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 been watching some some videos on it and it looks very cool. I've seen some like really like unique plays and and ways to just like outplay people, like you said, by just like yeah. environmentally just being able to destroy anything. A siege. Um. Yeah. Siege, siege. Yeah. And it just looks really crispy as well. It looks like it plays really well. Like it, it it's hard to say whether or not something like that will stay alive. You know, with the the big competitors still being at the top. Um. But it, it looks interesting, definitely. And I have seen plans that they have said they do plan on on um, putting it to consoles. Um, you know, it, it, it won't be immediately. It'll yeah. be PC only for a little while. Um, but yeah, I've definitely got my eye on that. It looks interesting. Finals, mm. yeah. yeah. No doubt, no doubt. All right, then let's move into some of the biggest stuff for the week. Um, so the first thing I wanted to touch on was uh, that uh, there, there was a, a show by Paradox um interactive you know publisher they publish a lot of like strategy games um mm. and there, there was like we had we heard whispers like last year that xbox were in talk with paradox for something i don't know if it was just like game pass um additions or acquisitions or whatever it was well it was, it was it, this this show was literally paradox presented by xbox or paradox showcase presented okay. by xbox or something um which is kind of weird but i watched a bit of it but i didn't see like any notice like, i didn't see any acknowledgement that xbox was even there so i don't know what was what exactly was presented <laughs> by xbox about it mm-hmm. um 
other than this, um, the two games are coming to to Game Pass. Um, one of them being an exclusive, by the looks of it. Uh, it might be a timed exclusive, you know, never really know with these fucking things. Uh, but the first one being City Skylines 2, which is actually a big deal for the for the strategy yeah. and sim community. People love that. Uh, I know the first one is yeah, the first one is big. That's so that's Game Pass Day One, PC and Xbox, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and the second is the Lamplighters League, which is this really cool stylized, you know, like 40s, 50s, uh, XCOM-like game. Um, oh, interesting. It's like, uh, you know, like uh, tomb, tomb raiding um, sort of style. Uh, it looked really interesting. It did. It looked uh, legitimately pretty pretty cool. So I'll be keeping my eye on that. And that's, uh, again, day one, day one game pass. Um, nice. But... Yeah, so nice little additions. Um, I like that Xbox is able to do that. Um, I, I've said this before that like I think sometimes, you know, back in the and it added to my I think Xbox is all or nothing kind of strategy that they always had. You know, saving everything up for a big show and dumping it all there. But Game Pass kind of gives them an interim where they like they can announce small things through the year. Mm. Like Exo Primal was at Capcom's, and now these two are at the Paradox there, and they can we just have little bits of additions throughout, um, which I think is really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm running the timestamp for that, but I totally missed it. Oh, that's right. Oh no. Okay, I'll just estimate. Um, we spoke about this as well. Uh, Neon White uh, appears to be coming to Xbox, um, which is nice. It's been like two years, I think, since that game's come out because this is fucking Nintendo has a year time exclusivity. Oh, now it's coming to PlayStation. Oh, now they have one year time exclusivity. And then it comes to Xbox. <laughs> it's yeah. so irritating, this, this thing that happens. <laughs> it is irritating, yeah, yeah. Um, especially as back then, I would have probably liked to play a game like Neon White, and it's coming in a fully stacked year now. Fantastic. Um, yes. Great, yeah, yeah, brilliant. But nevertheless, it's quite exciting. I've had my eye on this game um, since it first came out. It looks it looks really, really interesting. Um, and again, you know, you talk about mashing up genres. Um, this one definitely stood out as one that did it very well and kind of nailed it. Um, so yeah, I'll be quite excited. And I think this this genuinely could be quite soon because I think this was rumoured a while back that this was going to happen. I think I, I, I remember seeing uh, the news and they were literally just like, and, and even like a while back when it was rumoured, they thought that was going to happen very soon after that rumour. So like this could be genuinely like next month or something like that, you know, um, which is yeah. quite exciting. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's a day one Game Pass edition. We'll see. I think we will actually have a, I think a couple like this as well. Like, I think we're going to have a couple of surprise drops. And Phil Spencer in his, uh, he's had Ghost an interview. One, I thought yeah. I spoke about, yeah, Ghostwire. That's, yeah, that's what I was coming around to. And then um, Sifu as well is coming. But I can't actually remember if that's coming to Game Pass or not. I, I get the feeling it might not be actually. What, Sifu or Ghostwire? Um, Sifu. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say Ghostwire, that'd be weird if that even comes to Games Pass. That uh, Ghostwire definitely will. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of, I get the feeling it isn't for some reason, um, which is a bit disappointing because, and, and like people are going to be like, oh, buy some games, buy the smaller games. It's like, ugh, look, if, if a game has been held off my platform for two fucking years, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, I kind of, I kind of, I'm not hyped for this anymore. Like, if it comes to Game Pass, hell yeah. 
like I'll play it and I'll give you your engagement bonus because it because they look good. But like it's been held off the platform for so long that I'm especially in a year like this, you know, I'm not no, <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't look like it is, and it's thirty quid. So it's like see who I'm talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, both my brothers bought and played that game, um, and they said it was great. Uh, Dom loved it. Yeah. Um, I heard it's really, really difficult though. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it looks very, very good. Actually, speaking of difficult, I should, I, mean, I should have said this at the top. I, I only played it for a little bit, but I played like the opening half an hour of, of Wo Long. Um, oh, okay. I don't know if you booted that up yet. I haven't, not yet. Um, that's um, that's feeling pretty tough so far. Um, yeah, I have heard it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, real, real Sekiro vibes from it, and Sekiro was bone crunching. Um, you know, like I, said, I only give it a little go, so I haven't quite fallen into rhythm of it yet. But it's um, it has a it, it has a different flow to like Souls games. Yeah, yeah. From from what I can tell, I don't think people think it, it it's not as hard. I, I I think it's one of the easiest of its of its type of its genre. Um, if you compare it to Elden Ring and Souls and Born and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, just from the fact that I think co-op is quite is most easily accessible that they've ever done it in that sort of genre. Um, and I think you can just kind of just go through the game on co-op. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I hear it's hard. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's as bone crunching as as something like Sekiro or, or anything like that. No, not quite. Yeah, yeah, seemed cool though. I was a bit, I guess I was a bit underwhelmed with how it looked. Yeah, right. it doesn't look fantastic. It kind of looks fine, but like, it's, yeah, it's it just looks a bit washed out as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like even when I'm, I was like doing the combat and stuff. Combat feels really good. Animations are all really lovely. Like it's it's nice and punchy. But like when I was doing it, there was like a, kind of a lot going on like around the animations, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like even from like a direction level, I was like, there's like a bit too much. It's not really emphasizing like the punchiness of the combat that's coming through from the audio and the feedback like there's like a lot of weird like not particle effects but like you know just other vfx i suppose um yeah yeah like i say it's fine it looks fine um but yeah yeah it's not a looker no. been a few games like that this gen over there with uh yeah and like yeah. this year as well with um wild hearts and now wolong i feel like they both kind of fall into the same trap where they, they both just mm. i don't you know, we haven't really fully merged into that next gen yet, have we? Especially considering how long no. these consoles have been out. I'm getting a bit sick of it now. Like, can we yeah. can we, can we just well, make the merge? <laughs> like, can we just do it, please? <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose to a degree as well, like, I assume you're talking about like cross-gen, but at the same time, like, if the game, even if some, something did target next-gen only and it started development, on old consoles like before even they got dev kits mm. it might be that they were unwilling to scrap for some of that you know some of that progress so yeah by that nature you know it's just we're not far enough into the gen yet you know arguably you know depending on who you are and you know yeah uh okay right so let's move on to some of the bigger stuff then so 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, um... Really got, I think there's like three three sort of bigger stories here. Uh, first being Redfall, second being ABK, and third being Starfield and the showcase. So let's start with Redfall then. Mm-hmm. Um, what time are we on? 58. So um, this was really interesting. I think we spoke about this last week, um, that a load of content creators and, that, and I think some of the press as well were invited and flown out for like mm-hmm. a, a Redfall preview. Um, I don't know if they got hands on, but nobody's speaking about it. You know, everybody's posting the tickets and the little invites they got, which was really cute, by the way. Yeah, it was really cute. Everybody got like these little tickets and this fucking like Redfall merch. And I was like, God, I'm so jealous. There's like ba- they're sending out like backpacks with like badges on for each of the characters and like little, you know, some of the iconography and one stuff. Day, I was mate. like, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, one day. Yeah. Um, and uh, one one uh, content creator, I, I don't think they were meant to uh mr ruffle waffle looking at you um said that he couldn't share impressions until march the 22nd nobody else has said that so i assume that that probably wasn't meant to be said out loud um so impressions landing on the 22nd of march i guess which is 10 days um about about redfall Mm. um that's exciting i'll be watching like a fucking hawk yeah, how well as well. I'm, like, I'm so nervous. I'm so yeah, nervous about yeah. Redfall. Like genuinely, I really, I really want that game to succeed. That that game has got everything that I would potentially just love. Yeah. in a video game, it's got so all the it, ingredients. Yeah, if it comes together, if they brew that shit well in a nice little witch's cauldron, um, I'm I'm excited, but equally nervous. Um, and I think a part of that nervousness is not just. I want the game to succeed so I can have a fun game and a great game. It's also just, it's it's just going to be, if it doesn't do well, it's going to be so negative for Xbox. It's unreal. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, we won't be able to live that down. So, yeah. Yeah. I got you know it can we can it, it will set the it will set the tone for the Xbox Bethesda acquisition I think um, in a way which isn't fair you know considering we just had Hi Fi Rush. Um, mm-hmm. And and also, you know, the headlines will be like, is Xbox forcing their developers to make too many co-op games? You know, things like that. Yeah, We, we all know what it's going to look like if Redfall doesn't look well. If it gets anything below 80, I think that's really what we're going to see because Arcane's games are typically always above 80. Um, I think Prey was its lowest at maybe like 83 or 84, depending on the platform you're looking at, because um, I think PC version was a bit buggy at launch. Um, but, you know, generally, generally the reception post-launch as a praise kind of become a cult classic um mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, I'm totally with you, man. And not only that, it goes a level deeper as well, because one of our friends counterpicked my Redfall pick on, on Fantasy <laughs> Critic. So, you know, if it does badly. So he keeps giving me shit that because he, he thinks it's going to be shit. So, like, I can't, I really can't let him have this. And I'm so annoyed. Like, I think it really goes to show how much damage the first showing or, like, maybe the the media kind of presentation or media impressions of the game how much damage they did to the kind of perception of it. Because like one of our friends asked me the other day, said the other day, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think it looks kind of okay, but uh, I don't really know if I want to play another Back for Blood game. Yeah, I know. It just cements in their brain. Like, what it it's, is. That's it. It's yeah. done now. That is it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the damage is done. Yeah. No, it's a shame. Yeah, it's, it's very hard. And I think that's a lot because that person also doesn't really keep his ear to the ground in terms of gaming news and updates as well like i feel like i feel like like if you got a bad impression from it but you're relatively you still look up gaming news you still follow stuff even to a small extent um you'll start to see some changes and maybe your mind will will change as well on it but like he really just outside of like facebook comments he doesn't keep up with gaming news so that's why it's so <laughs> cemented in his brain no I, but I do think most people are like that, though. That's, that's the that's the annoying part. Like, and I don't mean that in like in a derogatory way. You know, it's just it's whatever. Uh, but like, like if if the, if the news that you get is mostly from big media publications, like Eurogamer, you know, or, uh, or whatever, whatever is VGC, you know, whatever. Um, especially these ones which like are really like happy to lean into negative Xbox press because it generates clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, they will write headlines like "Red Fool's Back for Blood," looking gameplay underwhelms. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. just shit like that. Red Fool looks like a Xbox 360 game. You know, obviously I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, but you know, mm-hmm. um, that that pe- some people will read that and that will be the sole impression they get of a game, and that's it. Like going into it, the tone is now set. Um, and like we've always said with arcane games, like they're so difficult to market properly, and yeah. I guess maybe it's a good thing then that we are getting some of these. Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe Xbox were like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's get yeah, people down there. About. We'll pay for the flights. Come play for the fucking game. And then they can just make a bloody, you know, yeah. YouTube video about how it's not back for blood. Yeah. We'll let <laughs> like, them we even, do you know, we spoke about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, we spoke about this, like, you know, that we're literally at, at the fucking they had their own video and then at the developer direct both times the devs of arcane have gone out of the way to be like yeah this isn't like a horde game it's not like left for dead you know they mm-hmm. said on one of them like oh it's a bit more like far cry um it, you know in terms of its structure uh, but it doesn't matter man like it's still stuck like that's what i mean mm-hmm. and, and developer direct is like the biggest show that xbox has ever done that hasn't been an e3 showcase and like that wasn't enough to update a lot of people's general feelings about the structure of, of the game or, or maybe turn impressions yeah no it's 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 rough but um i do think that they're doing the right thing i do think it is a case of like let's just let's just get them to do it for us you know and it shows confidence in their products as well like i do think a lot of people do this i do think a lot of people do fly um people out um to to play the game or whatever and stuff like that um and it can turn out really negative. Like I've seen, you know, first impressions and like I got flown out. I didn't like it, you know, that sort of thing, you know, but it, it does show, it shows confidence. Definitely. It shows that they're willing to to take that, that extra effort and that step forward to approach people and be like, play the game and we want you to talk about it, you know, 
Um, so yeah, that's uh, that is really good, and it can turn out really well because I think Final Fantasy 16 just did this recently as well, and I've been watching all the previews for everyone that got flown out for that. Um, and it's it's really helped the game. Like people, I haven't heard a single negative thing. People are saying from what that what they provided us, they were like, it looks like it's going to be fucking amazing, like really really good. So. Fingers crossed it has the same impression for Red Bull as well, you know, and it'll start to drum up some some um, positive marketing for, for Red Bull. Yeah, no doubt. No well said. Um, and I, I, don't get me wrong, like, I I am an arcane shill, like, straight up. Yeah. But, I like, I do have, like, I do have a couple of reservations about Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I do, I had a couple of reservations about Deathloop as well, and overall, you know, that game ended up being like an 85 to me, you know, and obviously it was rated even higher um, on aggregates, um, you know, so I, I have very little reason to doubt them, but like, I do have a couple of reservations, particularly about like how, I think this is the problem, sorry, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, but this is a problem with like making games, I think they're like single player and co-op at the same time, because you're going to have people who, I, I suspect in these previews, they're going to like just force people to play in like co-op, um, mm. maybe, but because you, you will get such a variety of experiences, you, you're essentially drawing a line. You're like really hampering the median of your own score because you're more likely to encounter a range of experiences. You know what I mean? Rather than like yeah. the single play thing where you valve someone into a combat arena one and then valve someone into narrative cutscene three. Um, everybody's going to have exactly the same experience pretty much other than a bit of expression with how you do combat and stuff like that. Um, that makes sense yeah that does make sense yeah yeah i think i think a game so i i oh yeah no no you can carry on you can carry on no no no, i don't know i don't much else to say yeah i was was just gonna say i think a game like arcane can really benefit from this as well a game like arcane a a game like redfall made by (laughs) arcane can really benefit from this uh because like you said they give everyone the same gameplay slice but if the game works how previous arcane games have every player can have that gameplay slice and probably approach the situation and do everything in a completely different way um and i think i think that will just be really good like even though they're all getting given the same thing um you know everyone's impressions and reviews will probably be different and be like oh i did this you know oh well i did that oh did you find like the shock rifle like in the basement and they're like no Mm -hmm. i didn't find that i just fucking crept through the roof and one guy's like i just batted the heads in with a baseball bat (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) you know like i i i do think that it can really speak volumes doing this for for an arcane game in like especially yeah 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 they're well said yeah so um i mean fingers crossed really um i've got high hopes for red four i really hope it it, it does well um it's because like, like we said you know in terms of the ingredients all the ingredients going into this for me are, are pretty perfect i know some people are getting really hung up on that it's not a hyper realistic i don't know game and for, for them only. that's enough to be like trash game oh, oh yeah i hand that yeah of course and people yeah. got really triggered about that for suicide squad as well and i'm just like does n- do, do none of you have internet i'm like how, you're posting yeah. this video, so you must have internet. What's your problem with being online only? What's your beef, yeah. man? It's it, the thing. It's it, the thing is, it's a real vocal minority, like and like really vocal. Like I, 
Red, the, like the Redfall Twitter account is regularly putting up like little clips here and there. And every time I look at them, there's this one guy who every single time says online only dead game. <laughs> every for the last like 20 things, and they're like, you're obsessed. Like, why are you going out? You just don't play it. I mean, like, it's not like clearly you've got an internet to access Twitter every fucking three minutes, but yeah. you know. <laughs> die it's on the weird. principle i guess because i guess then other people are like oh yeah but what about preservation i was like oh, you know fair point um and you know but we're not at that bridge yet you know maybe in fucking seven years time arcane says okay we're gonna make it offline now like we've we've accomplished all we can with it being online to prevent cheating and and um pirating yeah essentially and now we're just gonna let it you know it's it's no man's land now um they might do that some games have done that before uh, but some you know the preservation angle i do understand but even then it's like if you haven't played it in the first seven years are you really going to play it or like if you if you haven't squeezed the value out of something in seven years like is there really like it's this kind of like hoarding mentality a little bit mm. that some people have where like they get something and they're like they've got to keep it they've got to keep it just in case just in case um and that's like that is a problem behavior i'd literally target in, in therapy just putting it out there <laughs> um so <laughs> it's not healthy it's not healthy to have that sort of um that sort of mentality um uh i i get it from like an industry angle but i i don't think it's really a problem from a consumer angle but who am i to tell you what you're gonna do with your money you know fine fine if you want to be mad about that that's fine mm. um okay let's move on so that's redfall um so we should have what, the 19th next week so next week should be the final week before we hear anything yeah. um we might hear something before then okay uh yeah let's do abk now and then we can end on this and on a good note um so this was just a little funny thing little funny little funny old thing that sony mm. that playstation that jim that jim ryan oh jim is this Cryan. the one we talked about yeah oh, tying jim tying his shoelace <laughs> in the mine in the mine in the mine mines of moria smiling yeah um yeah so essentially they said in uh in their like one of their final submissions to the cma um you know you can't trust microsoft with behavioral remedies essentially is what they said uh Mm. because it seems like the eu is leaning towards like accepting some of the behavioral remedies that microsoft is putting forward because they're really strong you know nvidia and, and switch in particular those commitments uh, whereas the cma isn't so convinced yet we don't know um the cma have said that like we're not going to fold just because the eu folded um you know we'll review it um, case by case which of course um but sony decided to go out there and say uh yeah microsoft might just patch in bugs into the game and you can't really regulate that even if they hire like an overseer to make sure they are sticking to their contract they can't realistically manage that they can't go into the dev teams it's like i mean i suppose you know you're right why is there a precedent for people patching in bugs to games is there is someone doing that are they why would they do that (laughs) it's like it's just it's it's their it's, own money. It's their own money. They still want the sales of Call of Duty on PlayStation. Like, what do you not understand about that? Like, unless it's just some like ultimate conspiracy. Like, oh, we can get them to buy it on PlayStation. That's sixty pounds. Then it's buggy. So they're like, oh damn, 
we're gonna buy it on xbox now so that's 120 yeah. pounds that's a, that's a <laughs> yeah, that's double right. profit no like i i oh, it's so stupid it's it's almost childish like it, it really it seems like something a child yes. would say like yeah it, it really does it's it's crazy to me yeah it's literally be like oh i can't i can't play hide and seek with you because you might you might track my phone yeah. it's like you might peek through your hands <sighs> before you count to 60 and yeah see yeah brought. that's it yeah. <laughs> grow up i i know it's just lawyer speak uh, you know but it, like it's just pathetic like it's so irritating to watch someone and also like like i said like it's really like to does someone do this, do they? Does someone intentionally degrade the quality yeah. of another platform's game to encourage sales? Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm being far-fetched in saying that, like, we know, we've seen the contracts, you know, from the Epic Apple case, and, and I think earlier from, from this case as well, mm. that Sony do put stipulations about performance limitations on... Um, games they have marketing deals with mm. and every, at the time everybody hand waved and everybody was like oh that's normal you know everybody does that but i'm sorry i haven't seen any evidence of any other platform doing that i mean fine yeah. like if you're right you're right um you know if, if my if xbox are out there with marketing for exo primal and they're saying oh, i can't perform better on the ps5 sure but like games like minecraft are performing better on the ps5 right now like this is known like i don't know why but they are for some reason mm. um so I'm not really getting that impression, and we and this isn't me being like a little like a, a, a you know like an expert zealot. I don't think Sony are aggressive in how they run things. Yeah, like they yeah. just are. They just are. That, that's a fact. Um, and I think that bleeds down into some of these decisions. And for them to be sitting here going like, "God, it would really suck if Xbox <laughs> did, to, did to us what we did to them," which is let's face it, that's been their 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 thing for the whole of this case, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. This has only popped into their head as a potential route that Xbox could take because they've done it in the past, probably. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what it feels like. That's what, I mean, listen to this shit. For example, Microsoft might release might uh, fucking super hypothetical. Might this is not evidence either. Like I, I thought these things were supposed it's to be factual. So hypothetical. Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only on the game's final level or after later updates. <laughs> they might patch bugs in. <laughs> yeah. They might they might like lace all the PlayStation discs with a small explosive that blows up our console when we put it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then from the, the dust yeah. and the remains of the discs, uh, an agent will force them to buy an Xbox with a yeah. gun to their head. They what if you need to consider these things? In Salmonella. So every one of our player base will get food poisoning. <laughs> Severe food poisoning. Have you considered this, CMA? Have you considered this? What might happen? You've got to be careful. Or later updates. Even if such degradations, so still quoting, even if such degradations could still uh, could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late. By which time, the gaming community would have lost confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue for Call of Duty. Well, oh yeah, no. no shit! I mean, Microsoft are giving oh, you a deal, no. but of course they're not going <laughs> to want. They're still not going to want to be like, yeah, of course. Like, of course we're going to let you market Call of Duty as the go-to place for playstation of course like 
No, they're going to want the go-to place to be Xbox, so it doesn't mean they're going to make the quality worse everywhere else. They'll just market yeah. it to be like, just you just play it on Xbox. You know, here's the new yeah. Call of Duty followed by an Xbox logo. They're not going to degrade the performance to, to do that. That's ridiculous. And also, did you pick up there that there's like an implication that play that Call of Duty has to, uh, PlayStation has to be the go-to venue for Call of for Call of Duty? Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Yeah, it's it's almost like yeah, like they want to sign a deal where Microsoft agree that yeah, fine, you can have it, but you still market and you still tell everyone that our our platform is the go-to place for Call of Duty. It's like yeah, no. and you still give us timed <laughs> exclusivity benefits. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to do that. But we're definitely not going to fucking yeah. patch bugs into your game. You can chill out. <laughs> Just like imagine if someone showed up to around the desk and started saying that. I'd be like, are you... Is like everything okay at home? Yeah. Like, have you had breakfast? <laughs> like, do you need a massage? I can get someone in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, we're so... This is nuts. We can get someone in. We've got plenty of yeah. money. From our aggressive timed exclusivity deals and contracts. Yeah, that's it. You can get a suits for everyone, even the coffee boy. They would have, l- <laughs> yeah. they have lost confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to play Call of Duty. Yeah, that's just crazy. Especially as Xbox is the shooter box. Yeah, like no fucking shit. Yeah. You know, Xbox has way more brand association with shooters. You know, that's your fault, to be honest, because all you make is third-person action adventures. Mm-hmm. But now there. When's the last time you made a first person shooter? Literally, I literally can't, Kill I zone. can't recall one. Killzone. Where they go? 2013, 2014, was it? Yeah. Don't know. So yeah, uh what else have we got here? Yeah. Call of Duty gamers could decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a second class or less competitive. <laughs> it's just so it just gets better man mm. oh second class oh no but me, meanwhile for the last decade xbox players have been locked out of full game modes for a year map packs for a full year like zombies things for a full year like actual um, physical like loadouts to play multiplayer with locked out of loadouts locked out of boosters locked out of creator class how fucking petty is that like oh you can't have an extra creator class yeah. Ugh stupid so ridiculous like this is this is like as as my, i didn't think i'd ever be saying this but this is the most outlandish thing sony have said so far um it's 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 it's, it's so plainly stupid and hypocritical that that's the thing it's it's really hypocritical that sony are this hell-bent on preventing which obviously they're going to be, don't get me wrong, I understand the business of it, but business is fucking stupid. Like, everything's a dystopia, we're all going to die. And this <laughs> is what is stupid about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Jeez. I feel like I descend into this, like, every single week when we talk about ABK, because it's like, everyone's incentivized yeah. to act in the best interest of money anyway. Nobody really cares about each other. We're all going to die. <laughs> so, like, you know, <laughs> nobody cares about nobody cares about the logic of, you know whatever it's just money hmm. uh okay final thing then let's wrap this up before i have a hernia um x the cma previously said that uh, they estimated that based on their own surveys that 15 percent of the playstation player base would swap would switch platforms if xbox 
pulled Call of Duty from PlayStation if they just made it just it's, exclusive. It's, all, it's, it's estimates could hypothetically. I don't understand. Is this not based on facts? Are we just? I, I don't get it, man. Like, well, to be fair, this is better. This is better than the other one. They they literally better. surveyed yeah. people and they said, "Would you? Would you? Would you swap?" And fifteen percent said, "Yeah." Yeah, which I don't think is like that bad. Like, you probably find in the last God knows how long no. since Sony have been having exclusivity um, deals and stuff like that. And with Call of Duty, you probably find more of a percentage moved from Xbox to PlayStation to play Call of Duty there since that's yeah. all been going on. Um, because yeah. let's be honest, like, everyone that is playing Call of Duty, majority of them are playing on PlayStation, like, right now. Because of what yep. they've done in the past, so yep. And PlayStation would still be first, even if fifty percent did swap. PlayStation would still be first. So yeah. I, I actually don't see this as an, as a counter argument. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, it ties back into the story last week where the Sony were essentially like, "Yeah, um, I think the the actual number was redacted, but it was like the implication was that a large number of their profits come from from COD, and that those funds." help them essentially pump out their first party stuff which isn't responsible for the majority of their sales it's the big hitters like call of duty which mm-hmm. is so so funny that is so so funny considering that the community is just fucking nuts about exclusives mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong i think it's an important part of the strategy and we've had this conversation a thousand times on the podcast but it, like i am right we are right exclusives are overrated <laughs> yeah. we are right <laughs> yeah 100 um so anyway tying it back to the story that, that was what the cma previously said xbox ran its own stats and did its own service and they found it was three percent so clearly there's some you know lack of scientific rigor <laughs> you know going on in uh in the generation of these numbers um you know not reliable and all that yeah. um and again three percent is is tiny um Yeah, uh, and as well to close out, um, I don't know if you saw this um, this other bit of drama as well. Um, one of the Activision lawyers said yeah. on Twitter that um, the Jim Ryan said, "Yeah, I don't want a new COD deal. I just want to block your merger." Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, he's probably going to just take the COD deal when when the going gets tough. And yeah, fine, I'll take it for ten years. Yeah, give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because... I'll be interested to hear what you're saying when those details get revealed about your exclusivity contracts in the last four years. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I, I I feel more confident in in the in the uh, deal going through. Like the more and more this goes on, like I, I I definitely went through a phase where I thought it was looking worse for Xbox. So I feel like it's looking better for 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 Xbox these days. Um, I don't know if you get that impression as well. That vibe of just yeah yeah it's i i a month ago i was like oh, i don't know anymore uh but now i'm kind of back to 50 50 um the cma is looking good but they still the cma was always the final boss <laughs> you know yeah. um and jim ryan is flying out there you know like weekly because they're they're, they're in the uk as well obviously and jim jim's mm-hmm. from the uk um so uh you know we'll have to see um it's, it's gonna come down to them 
but like again, you know, I I would not it would, I'm not going to lose sleep if this doesn't go through. Um, I think a lot of the this whole thing has been funny. It's been funny watching both like Microsoft and Sony like tie themselves in pretzels to try and make these arguments. Um, but Xbox are only going to get one chance at a, at a merger of this size. They're only going to get one chance. This is never going to happen again. Like if they get ABK, they're not getting someone like Capcom. They're not, you know, those are those are foregone no. conclusions after yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, or Warner Bros, you know, which um, would be, I think, equally as valuable, you know. Mm. Um, but this would cement them in the console market like for a long time. Um, so you know, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, let's put a pin in that until next week, I guess. Um, and come around to the final story, Tim. The Starfield release day got announced with a little trailer. I've got a link for you there if you wouldn't mind popping up. Just It's just like a three-minute uh, the, the announcement. I'm sure you saw it. Um, where they announced the release date as being September the 6th. And then they also confirmed a Starfield Direct on June the 11th. Um, quite a bit I want to talk about here, actually. Um, I mean, have, you, have you seen this trailer? Did you watch it? Um, I have not. No. You can watch it now. Yeah, I will. I am. <laughs> Good. Yeah, um, I didn't get around to this. So, you know, they just showed a, a couple of um, bits and bobs about the game. And uh, Todd Howard came out and said, yeah, you know, you've been waiting a long time. I get it. <laughs> it's hard. That looks so uh, cool. It's it just like rocks around that, like stone statue that palace thing mm -hmm. it does yeah and uh while he's talking there's some gameplay running in the background and it's looking good man it's looking better there's polish that's gone into this since we last saw it and you know what i even think as per the thumbnail of the video i think that footage looks 60 frames really? i'm good at my eyes are really attuned to this yeah my eyes are really attuned to this and i obviously People are going to be like, oh, well, you can't tell because the YouTube video is only running at 30. Look, I can tell. Yeah. I, and I'm like 90% confident the game's running at 90. Um, you're a bit ahead of me on the stream, so I can't tell when you're seeing. But when he's in the background behind Todd, it you looks that bit. smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that looks 60 to me. We're playing the game all the time. Shout out over here to lead producer. That's what I thought as well. Tim Lamb. I don't know why you're wearing a golfing hat indoors, but like a visor hat. So weird. He's a legend, man. Um, but I mean, it's looking good. Like, not only is uh, obviously looking smooth, but also just seeing the gameplay, like more natural gameplay, like that, like more organic rather than something scripted, kind of got me a bit excited as well. Just seeing people run around in, in, in the world and it just looking pretty and. I like that he was like flying good, around man. and like aiming and stuff like that. So you can like shoot while just like floating around and shit. That's great fun. And yeah, the, yeah. yeah, dude, this is looking. Oh, they've got like the quick select. Yeah, I remember seeing something about this the Fallout 4 like quick select thing. Yeah. Which actually, because I'm playing Last of Us 2 at the moment, um, it reminds it's exactly like that. So, like selection wheel. It's like a D pad with weapons further outwards, but. Uh, Oh, dude, I mean, it, it's looking is, good. That game's going to be... Oh, I hope it's going to be so good. When I was just seeing, like, all, like, the wildlife and the aliens and then you're fighting, like, the space bandits and all that kind of shit and 
oh, it just looks like it could it could just wrap up. A variety of such guns. a ridiculously cool package, and like all like the perks yeah. and and abilities and stats and character background you can choose. Oh, yes, please. That's how I felt as well. For some reason, I came away from this two-minute clip like like really hyped, even though they showed like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm absolutely there for you, um, for you and with you. Um, Thanks, man. That's nice. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's it, really it, nice to hear. What looks... do you think about Starfield, though? <laughs> I'm there for you, man. If you're ever having a breakdown, um, no, it's yeah, it looks good, man. Uh, and I, I had the same reaction. It just puts a smile on my face whenever I can see more about this game. I, I just, it, yeah, I, I just feel like even though it's it's close and it keeps getting delayed and stuff like that. We're still a relatively far distance from it, you know, half a year or whatever. Um, it, it's still, I still feel like we haven't seen much on it and it just makes me smile whenever I do get to see more. Um, yeah, it looks great. And I just, I just want it. Yeah. I want I really it as well. Do. Yeah. Um, and there is that there's like a degree of like novelty to it isn't there like there's nothing quite like that like it looks very new mm. um and again like when's the last time i know bethesda game studios are but like you know what a bgs game is um because they do their own thing you know no, nobody really operates in the same area that they do um but even just like the rp like when's the last time you played like a a proper immersive rpg and we keep we kept saying like, you know like outer outer worlds is probably the closest thing and that was yeah. like what 2018 yeah and that was yeah. much smaller in scope you know definitely um i heard the uh the port for that's kind of shit actually you know they, they did another one yeah i heard that yeah, as well i heard it's running yeah. really badly and that obviously it was really negative they're charging for it as well so not a good look for that yeah game, which is a shame um, yes private division destroying the legacy of xbox first party titles you mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. yeah painful painful that's why the second one's going to be exclusive and it's going to be better than ever. The yeah. kids, uh... It'd be interesting to see how that game will survive in an ecosystem where Starfield exists, though. Mm. Like, yeah, it's true. right? It's kind of weird, because they do overlap in a lot of ways. And with the Definitely. next one being bigger and better as well, you know, in scope, with more money pumped into it, it's probably looking more Starfield-esque than ever. Um... I wonder Probably. if they'll lean more into different tropes to make it to separate it, like lean it more into like comedy and the goofiness that it kind of had already, but like lean it more into that yeah. to separate it from Starfield. Um, yeah. 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 That's a good shout. I think yeah, there's a good chance it might just lean into like its satire a bit more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I'm thinking, especially after the trailer they like showed of it, which was hilarious, you know, where they're like, yeah fucking miles off but check out this slow motion <laughs> man running <laughs> you know, stuff like that yeah yeah but having said that it's obsidian and, and i'm like as confident in obsidian i'm more confident in obsidian than i am like pretty much every other developer in the industry it's mm -hmm. like up there with like insomniac and naughty dog levels of confident <laughs> it's like yeah I, I just don't think they miss <laughs> they don't miss often no no if ever which is crazy for the variety of games that they do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Pentamon, grounded, <laughs> avowed, <laughs> out of art, out of art. Yeah. yeah. Pretty bomb. Um, 
All right, so let's bring this back to uh, a bit more about um, Starfield then. Um, so the, what I, I've got a list of bullet points here um, that I wanted to kind of get through. And the first thing is kind of, so so they announced there the release date, yes, yeah, 6th of September. Um, I guess let's start there. Um, is this technically a delay? I, I, just, I um, just want to ask you, is this yeah. technically a delay, Tim? Yeah. It is technically a delay. Why is this technically a delay? Because they showed it at that, uh, conference when they were like everything being shown is coming out in the next one year from this point onwards and this is not <laughs> this is uh, a year <laughs> more than a year after that where they showed it but it so, never had a release date tim yeah but technically based off that this is a delay and i don't think yeah no, you I'm can argue you. otherwise like yeah yeah, it's it's a bit of a funny one, but I, I don't blame anyone for calling it a delay. Yeah, like it's like it didn't technically have a release date, but like this is and this is kind of the whole argument that's going on at the moment with um, the Xbox showcase and um, you know how things have landed this year and with Starfield kind of being the final. I don't want to say nail in the coffin, but you know the final um, straw on the camel's back. Is that the expression? It's hey, sort of the on the back of back. the horse. Can you imagine that? One piece of straw breaking your back. <laughs> no, it's got a lot of straw on its back deck. It was the final straw. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that doesn't. That sort of that sort of doesn't make sense to me. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, know. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you just meant the expression where someone just put a piece of straw on a camel and it just snapped its back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lead lead straw. Um, yeah, uh, so, so this is the whole thing that's going on at the moment. Yeah, the Starfield being sort of the final bit. Um, and, and, you know, and about maybe, if I had to estimate, maybe half of the games that they showed in the window haven't made, maybe like 40%. Um, and people, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people, I, I get both sides. A lot of people are hand-waving it, like, oh, games get delayed. And, you know, th th there was a disclaimer, you know, in that big screenshot they shared with, like, all of the games that are coming out in the next 12 months. Mm. There was a little disclaimer at the bottom that said, targeting release in the next 12 months. And it's like, oh, like okay yeah like i guess you can wriggle out of this i suppose but like if you're it's going to regularly yeah yeah exactly if you're going to regularly tell me something's happening and that it doesn't happen i don't care how many disclaimers you give me that's bad planning yeah like yeah don't say that then say 18 months if if you think that there's you know yeah. if i'm getting because I, I would have to i would have to make so many assumptions to give you that wiggle wiggle room like you'd have to like so you 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 were very confident that all of these 16 studios you know whatever the number is were gonna land before that date where you like you were super you were really that confident mm. i don't know i just it's not the end of the world i'm not losing sleep over it but like um i don't think they can do this again um because they they just fuck with the expectations too much like that's what that's all it is yeah. like they, yeah. they said this is happening and then a lot of it didn't happen that's all yeah, and especially as that's like the first time a show's been done in that format as well. Like most shows, they're just like, this is what we're working on, this is a release date, or this, there's no release date. No one has ever come out and done like a show and just been like, everything here is the next year. You know, like that that's a statement yeah. that's never really been done before. And that's kind of what set the tone of the show and was kind of like the main theme of the show was this is the next year of Xbox. And then oopsie it's not it's just like well yeah that show kind of was a load of bs then wasn't it like yeah let's be honest that's right 
Yeah. It doesn't take away from like the content that was obviously there. Like a lot, you know, some like Redfall was there that did hit. Like uh, Redfall and Hollow Knight were arguably two of the bigger ones. Hollow Knight we haven't heard anything about. That's one of the ones that falls into the MIA account um, mm-hmm. side of things. Um, but yeah, it was like, and it because there were the big delays that year with Redfall and Starfield, there was kind of a feeling that that was something they were doing to to make up for the lack of presence of first party titles. You know, mm. we didn't see contraband we didn't see avowed we didn't see hellblade we didn't see faith you know there was so much we didn't see that there was kind of like oh so you're this is meant to make me feel better about the year um and it kind of did but now i'm like, <laughs> like yeah i'm not gonna believe you if you do this again <laughs> yeah exactly it's a boy who cried wolf in it yeah and it's like oh, okay well, you can like you can do it again if you want but like i'm now i'm skeptical whereas i wasn't before mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm yeah this was tires so yeah very slight delay um you know arguably from the end of june to september three months big deal or not big deal uh i don't think it's a big deal if other games in the year that this year is set out to be hit but i feel like if some of the games don't hit Redfall doesn't hit and stuff like that. I think I'm going to notice this gap now um, and be a little bit annoyed by it. Um, maybe I'll give me a chance to play all these other games that we're saying, you know, are coming out in a stacked year, so it might not be an issue. Um, but I think, you know, if, if if the stuff that's coming out before Starfield does hit, doesn't flop and does what it's, you know, predicted to do... Um, then no, I don't think this three month delay particularly bothers me. Um, and, and and again, I've we've both always been in the camp of just take your time, you know, delay the game if you need to. This is a big release, both you know, for Xbox and just in general, you know, you just when you release a game like this, you you, you want it to be good, but it, it's a big, there's a lot of eyes on it from like a marketing standpoint and people looking in as Xbox as a whole. Yeah, so just yeah, take your time and just make it good. You know, it's not the end of the world. You know, fingers crossed. I'm going to be alive in September. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> see now you're thinking like me. Let's go. You know, um, yeah, no, absolutely. And then you know, to a degree, actually, like I, I understand like the pe- like the optics, but to me personally, this is good for me. Like, I did not want this to be competing with Diablo. I didn't want this to be competing with your attention for Final Fantasy. That's true. And there's, like, Breath of the... uh, Tears of the Kingdom, that's June as well. Like, all of that's going to suck so much uh, air out the room. (laughs) Do you remember when you said suck the room out of the air? Was that me? I never said that. That was funny. I never said that. I I almost did it again. I almost said suck the room out of the air again. Um, Um, (laughs) Yeah, like... Yeah, uh, it's just going to be that that month is too bonkers for Starfield to make any sort of impact that it otherwise could have had. And I think September is a nice landing point as well for holidays mm-hmm. when parents are starting to look at consoles. Oh, look at this Starfield, and especially a Starfield you know, that game slapped on the cut on the fucking packaging for Xbox as well. Fuck Halo, That's right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck Halo. Seen season twenty six. Am I right? Uh, season fucking. Um, Five, more like season dive. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, actually, I meant to say that in the opening as well. I've been playing Halo Infinite. I'm not going to do that now. I'll come back to it next week. Yeah. But, um, I've heard some positive things about it. So, 
I'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah it's generally, I think. Uh, like, I genuinely do. I yeah, actually I... genuinely want to play Halo, but I'm not doing it. Like, I'm actively not doing it because I want to finish the Overwatch Battle Pass um, at the moment. Oh, don't worry. The Battle Passes don't expire, mate. Yeah. Three well, for no, three, got do, you covered. They do for Overwatch. Which is exactly yeah, why yeah, that's I'm, what I'm fucking doing this. Um, <laughs> not that I'm having a bad time. Yeah, anyway, but yeah. It's great. Hey, I'm, I'm glad they look <laughs> yeah, like they've, they've found good. their feet, but yeah, we can talk about it more on, a, on another episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, so yeah, so I think it's good overall. I think September is a much better month for Starfield to really have its moment. Mm. I think you're right. If some of the games maybe before that don't hit, it might feel a bit worse. But having said that, I think Xbox has a good lineup for the year um between uh, what they've released already minecraft legends um i think arrow's still coming out this year history untold um mm. something i'm missing and i've got loads uh, of that's something i'm missing kind of on my radar you know whether it's on the same platform or not like final fantasy 16 um i've had my eye on this indie game coming out that's looks really good called sea of stars that i i want to play Oh yeah, um, you know, there's 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 loads of games out there that will fill my time. Um, you know, and yep. so, but obviously, I would like my time to be filled by a a slapping Redfall. So, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So overall, I think this is healthy, and I think I think to be fair, most people are happy that it's it's been delayed. Everybody, wa- I think a lot of people want Starfield to succeed, but they really do. I, I haven't seen much hoping that. Starfield will fail um, because Bethesda Game Studio games mean, mean a lot to a lot of people. Um, mm. In the same way that I see people like wanting Redfall to die, you know, it's like the opposite uh, because it's like it's always online or you know it's it's co-op, but I don't want co-op in my arcade games, you know, just shit like that. Whereas yeah. this is very traditional Bethesda, and that means a lot to a lot of people. So yes, fingers are crossed. Um, so the other side of this is is less a starfield thing and more that they in a, in a sort of weird roundabout way they announced that the direct so we're gonna have a full walkthrough of the game directly after the xbox showcase mm-hmm. i don't think there's been an xbox wire like announcement unless i missed it like i've you know, like a proper announcement of them saying oh our, our xbox showcase is on this day mm-hmm. like we just found out it at this on this Through thing this. That, that's the yeah. showcase yeah so by the looks of it starfield isn't part of the main show it's coming in a what half an hour stream straight afterwards. Yeah, which I think is kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. You give it its own spotlight, you know, like which is exactly why we were thinking that they might just do another Xbox Bethesda thing, right? They kind of just want they want the whole segment to be about that, you know, and they don't want to drown out with other stuff or take its attention away by being like, here's Starfield. Okay, now here's this, that, that. They're gonna be like, here's all, who's who's all the shit you don't care about, and then. Here, Starfield. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, it that doesn't surprise me too much. Um, you know, they're still gonna fucking market the shit out of it and be like, you know, slapping Xbox all over it. Um, but yeah, it's just its own thing after the Xbox uh, showcase. Yeah, mm. and this is the other thing of it. Like, right? They they've said that it's an Xbox showcase. They haven't called it an Xbox Bethesda showcase in the same mm. way. It was last year, you know, so it begs two questions. The first, are they doing that now because they get the feeling that uh, the public perception of the two are now linked? Like, mm-hmm. do they think that it's cl- they don't have to keep saying Bethesda now? Or 
is it because the only presence that Bethesda has this year is for the Star- Starfield Directs afterwards? You know? Yeah, probably. Like maybe Bethesda don't have any other presence in the show, and maybe actually Xbox just have enough first-party stuff to fill out the fill out the show uh, between probably. Forza. Maybe they show off a bit of a Vowed. Maybe Hellblade, you know, that's looking quite good. I would probably say that's it, yeah. Yeah, I think you, you, you might have hit the nail on the head there, yeah. Um, and the other thing is the naming convention. I did want to talk about this as well. Like, as we spoke about this kind of developer direct thing, I, and I kind of am a bit disappointed they haven't done that. I mean, I know they've called it Starfield Direct. I don't know. Like, why not just call it developer direct Starfield and then use all the same design language? Because it's not that they haven't used the same, like, visuals or, you know, iconography or anything here. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, they've, they've, always had this issue haven't they they just can't stick to a format um and they're like a naming convention and it just becomes just confusing um you know i get that they want starfield to be in the title they want it to be the buzzword starfield direct you know the developer direct underscore starfield you know it's a bit of a mouthful it puts it at the end they want the buzzword the first thing people read to be that but at the end of the day, I, I I think there's a lot to be said for just sticking to a format and sticking to a naming convention and stuff like that. So it's a bit odd to me, but I don't know, Xbox is still finding their feet with all this. It's it's weird. Yeah. Especially after it was such like the reception was so good, mm. you know, just a couple of months back. Like everybody was so happy, the community was so energized by, you know, everything about the show really. Um, I'm just surprised they didn't lean into that branding a bit more. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad that they're using direct again. Um, I think that's like a bit of a relation. And obviously it's straight after the showcase. So, you know, just uh, by a, you know, just by nature of timings or proximity, you know, there's going to be a brand association there. Um, it's, it's not bad by any means. I'm just like, I'm just a bit disappointed that they haven't leaned into that because I thought that was going to be like, the, you know, a real rallying cry for the community of like, oh, hey, developer direct, yeah, let's go. In the same way that, mm-hmm. hey, Nintendo direct, hey, state of play. But now, now we're just kind of like developer direct, Xbox direct, avowed direct, Hellblade direct, like developer. Are there developers direct? on this game? <laughs> is it a game direct? Is it a developer direct? Is just, it... I, just, just direct to my eyes. Yeah. Direct to my console. It's directly confusing. Sorry. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very confusing. So that's fine. Um, so final, final part then around on Starfield, Tim. I've got uh, if you scroll to the very, very bottom, I've got a link, um, mm. please, uh, which will take you to a Reddit thread um, of the sleuths, the Reddit sleuths. I'll take you to it. Sorry, I'll take you to a Twitter thread. Um, but it's about Reddit sleuths, Reddit ninjas who have broke down that gameplay tra- the the, the uh, release date trailer that we had on the screen, you know, about fifteen minutes ago. Um, to try and like extract information and no joke somebody take a, took a screenshot of some of the code that was in the game and has found that we can have ai controlled ships in starfield because they because the of what the code says really where's that really it's 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 the screenshot sorry it's not actually in the link i gave you this screenshot's above that link in the notes oh okay Oh yeah, Jesus man! Oh, I know man. how mental is that. That's crazy to me. And, 
I, know, I just want to like it, it's still a bit like iffy but i mean it sounds right but like just to give you context of what what they've tried to translate out of the code what they've gotten is quote gets the given spaceship blank the ai pilot is associated with the given blank blank to blank 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 for the crew that is the associated spaceship null blank it's not found so i mean you know it sounds pretty spot on but it's you know it's not mm. i don't think it's there's room for for wriggling away there you know maybe that's a mission script or something you know rather yeah. than like a full-on feature yeah potentially yeah could be kind of cool though yeah for for sure for sure mm. um i do i do have like this kind of like oh, do you have people can you have someone fly you in real time from planet to planet while you just do your own things on the ship upgrade your guns or like can you send can you make your companion spaceships and they can go off and get resources for you yeah and come yeah. back can they you can you call in the army like that scene in in endgame you know where you have you get invaded by bandits and then you're like a fucking doctor strange uh pirates cool. assemble yeah <laughs> and the squad could like warp drives to your position and helps you out in the fight i don't know mm. maybe um so beyond that um other people have gone crazy in looking at uh looking for stuff to you know talk about in that tiny slither of a trailer are you sharing screen tim for that for that twitter thread? uh yes thank you um yeah and i just wanted to i just wanted to point to a couple of things that they that that, that people have noticed that maybe you didn't um and it looks pretty accurate the first one is about gun combat and recoil looking noticeably better sorry mm -hmm. audio listeners um we've got uh, we'll just try and describe this to you but but i mean yeah the, the gun recoil looks a lot better and again this looks smooth that looks 60 frames i'm not mental am i that looks 60 no, frames. it does look kind of 60 yeah yeah it, it looks very smooth and yeah from what we saw i think this is a different gun to when we saw um yes. the previous gameplay slither but it, it, yeah it definitely looks more punchy yeah it's like recoiling up and back and kicking around in the player's hands and stuff like that um, but it could just be the, the kind of gun, you know, where previously he was using like an SMG or something. So, um, yeah, and what's, what's interesting is you can't, it's too blurry to see like, like the bullet trails and stuff like that. But people were saying that, weren't they, in the last one, that the bullet trails looked like they were coming out a bit slow or a bit delayed or something like that. And it looked a bit weird. Um, oh, did they? Did people saying that, were they? Oh, yeah, I never, I, I never so. thought that was a problem. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looks good. Looks punchy. Uh, and I probably sh I probably should give a shout out to the to the um actual user we're on now, which is at Starfield Beyond. Um it looks like a Starfield News um Twitter thread. Yeah. Uh so recommend to go and have a look. Um and then the next gif we've got a bit further down, jetpack traversal animations are now more impactful. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I can see that there's more like movement, there's definitely more kinetic these movements, aren't they, than maybe what we saw before. Yeah, there's definitely still that stiff Bethesda jump animation as you just fall straight through the sky. But uh, yeah, like as you activate your jetpack, yeah, your body gets jetted to the left, and there's some decent movement there. It looks, it looks nice. Yeah, yeah, and it looks. Then this is the thing. It looks much better than I would anticipate a Bethesda game to look in in these areas. Mm -hmm. A BGS game to look in these areas. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh. Lighting seems to have been tweaked to spread and reflect more realistically. Um, might be we've got we got a comparison of two different moons here. They might be different, hard to tell. Um, but again, looks 
nicer. Looks great. Um, yeah, looks like an upgrade. Um, but I, I felt like that way in the in the first gameplay showcase we got. I thought this the the landscapes looked really good. Anyway, yes. Um, yes. you know, I was happy with how everything. Any, looked, yeah, yeah, like the sky boxes and the landscapes and the the. Mm, yeah and the environments looked good i thought the, the the only the only thing that i thought like oh that looks like a bgs game where like some of the faces which looks good they look much better but that was like you know mm. it's not amazing um and some of the animations looks like a bit stiff as well um so you know <laughs> different strokes i guess uh npcs now appear to have fully fledged idle animations uh in the original demo that we saw most idle npcs had a static pose mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a couple of hud um changes nothing really to ride home about um but that's pretty much it um and i think really again if you're an audio listener and you couldn't see some of the things that that tim was scrolling through there uh, the takeaway here is that even in the last year there's been quite a bit of polish and you know they've got another they've got another six months now until launch um i would not be surprised if and we've said this before everyone said this before that these delays have gone towards making this uh xbox first party quality that the like xbox wants now um mm -hmm. rather than you know imagine you know this would have launched 11 11 um uh, you know six months well four months ago now mm -hmm. um yeah, it could have been rough, and there would have been bugs there. You know, it would have it would have been bugs Tesla probably, yeah. um, and it would have probably only had thirty frames. But now it's looking like oh, there's an extra level of polish here, an extra level of attention to the gun feel, to the movement, to uh, the lighting, maybe the performance as well. And those are all the things that I think the game really needs just to have that extra kick um, to be a marketing beat for the Xbox console. Really, um, so agreed. Really excited yeah. for this. Really excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Everything I've seen here is just solidified more in my mind that this game is just looking better and better the more time that's being spent on it. Um, and you know, it, it it makes me it makes the the blow of it coming out later less as well because it's just like every time I see it, it's getting better. So it's just like, well, in three months from its original release to now it coming out in September, you know, that can make a big difference again to how it looks and making it seem and feel a lot better so i'm all for it you know if they're if if it makes that much of a difference yeah absolutely exciting times mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen um that's everything for the show today um thanks for sticking this one out with us um mm. we will we will jingle on out of here i suppose we are already oh, he's good at what he does he's good at what he does <laughs> Drink some water. Stay warm. Go and get you go get yourself a nice head of broccoli. Is that kind of weird? Why is it called a head? That's kind of weird to me. Head of I've never heard someone call it a head of broccoli. head of cabbage. I think a head of cabbage. I've, heard, oh, but I've never heard a head of broccoli. But get yourself a floret. What's it called? What? <laughs> what's a what's a <laughs> what's a big bit of broccoli called? You know, like a big bit. I don't know. I just like a big fucking bit broccoli. broccoli. I don't know. Broccoli stem. Is it? What's a what's a floret? A floret? I don't think I've ever said that word about loud. I've only ever read it. So now I feel really stupid. Floret. floret. 
That word? Threat. Yeah, I'd say threat. This is weird. Go get yourself some broccoli. Have a nice salad. Get some <laughs> veggies in your system. And we'll see you all powered up for next week's episode. Night two. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.